Hello, hello, and welcome back to Joe on Joe Extreme. It's me, your host, Joe Slepsky, and we're back for the 10th episode of the second season of G.I. Joe Extreme, and I want to thank everyone for coming along on this, this journey with us. We are enjoying it, and we are reaching around the world with the message of hashtag release the extreme. And do you want to know how I know we're going around the world? Because today's guest is calling literally from halfway around the world. It is Rob Arts, known as G.I. Joe Nederland on Twitter, calling in from the Netherlands. Rob, welcome to Joe on Joe Extreme. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on the show, Joe. It's my pleasure entirely, my friend. You're a new friend on Twitter. And now tell me what city in the Netherlands you're calling from, because I we spoke earlier and I tried to write it down and I gave up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm calling from Deist. And Deist is like a really small village near Nijmegen. Nijmegen is the biggest city in the neighborhood here. And Nijmegen is best known for a four-day march every year. Uh, in which a lot of uh, international people join, uh, also a lot of military join, and they uh, walk for four days, you know, around the city. And um, yeah, that's uh, the, the, the biggest town here around. That's yeah. exciting. And what do they march for? Is it like awareness for something or just a, like an old tradition or what, what, what do they march yeah, for? No, it's just that. It's, it's an old tradition. And it's a, um, quite a big march with... Uh, um, I believe 40,000 people joining the walk. It, now, and, uh, you're, you're calling it a march, but is there, uh, what are the chances that it's actually just a pub crawl in disguise? That it's a what? It's a pub crawl in disguise. Like you're going from bar to bar, from pub to pub. Oh, no. It's really hard. People are walking like uh, 50 kilometers a day and then four days uh, in a row. Okay. So it's, you have to be really dedicated to finish the walk. Oh, that's great. That's really cool. And what what time of the year is that held? Sorry? What time of the year is that held? Uh, usually, it's, it's around this time of the year. Uh, but because of Corona this year, it, uh, it was canceled. But uh, usually, two weeks ago, uh, it should have taken place. Mm. Now, you just got back from vacation. And <clears throat> did you go anywhere? Did you travel, uh, travel around the country at all? Yeah, now we travel to uh, the so south of France. Oh, how beautiful and is that? That must be gorgeous. It was lovely. It was really, really great. It's a great place to be there. A lot of sunshine and uh, friendly people. It was great. Yeah, definitely. And was that now, how has your life been impacted by, by, by Corona? Big time. Really big time. I'm um, I'm a professional graffiti writer for my profession, and literally all my jobs got cancelled just at the moment Corona kicked in. So I do a lot of workshops with uh, with children on schools. Uh -huh. They all got, they all got cancelled. The decorations I make, like for festivals and stuff, they all got cancelled. So I literally uh, was out of work for you know months in a row already. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Um, so you do a well, lot of, you do a lot of like out, outdoor murals and things like that. Yeah. That's, that's what I do. Yeah. Great. Where's the best place that our listeners can look up your stuff? Do you have a website of your work? Yeah, I do. 
um, it's you know it's be being revised as we speak, but uh, there is some stuff on it uh, at the moment, and it's called graffiti.nl. Okay, and they can also follow you at GI Joe Nederland, N E D E R L A N D. That's on Twitter. Are you also on Instagram with that? Mm, yeah, but I I actually don't know what my handle is, but I think. <laughs> Well, we'll find you. We'll we'll find you on Twitter, and uh, and I'm sure you'll be able to point us to the site. So, because I want I want everyone to see your work. That sounds great. Now, do you do you bring any GI Joe into your work? Any any kind of that, um, you know, like that that Garrido kind of element of the artwork to it, like the explosions or the you know the the, the hyper realism to it. What, describe your work to us. Well, I I haven't done any GI Joe uh, up until now, but. Since my son, he's now eight years old, and he's into GI Joe as well, and uh, he likes, you know, sometimes to come along and spray some graffiti. So we talked about it, and he would like to make a GI Joe mural with me. So I think it's in uh, in, in in the works. Yeah, but uh, not not until now. <laughs> uh, what, what I normally do is I make, um, you know, not something like. Uh, something from inside of me, I make what my right. customers want. So uh, if they want letters, I make letters. If they want an image, I make an image. Uh, if they want some color scheme, I make a color scheme. If they want a combination of that, I'll just do that. That's amazing. I, I, I can't wait to see your work, man. That's really gorgeous. Now, now, is your the home where you live, have you just completely, is it all decoed out with your work? Or like, have you, do, you live, do you do the opposite? Do you leave your artistic work at work in your house is yeah, just a, a just a square white painted <laughs> black and white domicile <laughs> well it's pretty colorful but that's not because of the paint but but it's because i have a really gigantic uh, uh, uh wall completely filled with books and comics and Love it. Uh, that brings a lot of color in the home uh, next to that i have just one painting uh, a canvas of a friend of mine and that's actually it. Uh, I don't have anything else here in my home that uh, you know would tell somebody that I'm a graffiti writer. <laughs> so uh, I, I think it's best to, to leave it, you know, on the streets. Yeah. And uh, when I get home, I just want you know my rest, and uh, I don't want to drown in graffiti all day. So, yeah. Now, like <laughs> um, now let's talk about your intro to GI Joe. So you, you're, 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 I imagine you're born and raised Netherlands, right? Like, is that, are you yeah, from, right. are you from that town? Yeah, I, I I'm from a town, a little village. It's even uh, smaller than where I live now. And it's <laughs> called Wirt. Okay. Uh, it's, it's really next to Nijmegen, like a uh, stone drop away. Um, and uh, that's where I grew up. And did GI Joe reach to that town? It definitely. Yeah. Were, were you were you getting the cartoons or the to uh, were you getting the cartoons or the toys? Uh, well, both actually. Um, for example, uh, we got introduced into GI Joe. I believe it was in 1987. So I was like 10 years old, uh, 11, 10, 11 years old. And uh, we got the cartoon. Uh, we had Sky Channel and um, there was a show called the DJ Cat Show. And we had Super Channel, that's two, two TV channels. 
and uh, they uh, uh, they broadcasted cartoons in the in the weekends, you know, in the early morning. And I I believe it was Super Channel that broadcasted the GI Joe cartoon, and He Man was on uh, Sky Channel, and I I love both actually. Mm. Uh, so I recorded it, you know, uh, old school VHS, uh, so I could rewatch it again and again and again. And I still have them, the, the old videotapes. And um, uh, yeah, at the same time, they introduced the, uh, the toys into the Netherlands. Uh, but in like in 1978, uh, 1978, 87, uh, we had like the 1985 uh, US line. So we were two or three years behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when they stopped making them in the U.S., did you guys then keep getting them for two years, or was it just cut off? Like you never, you know what I'm saying? Like did did the line catch up to where you were at, or when they stopped here, were you two years behind when they stopped? Well, um, they when they stopped in the U.S., they stopped in the Netherlands as well. Mm -hmm. But I do remember um, <clears throat> when the GI Joe Extreme toys uh, hit the shelves in the U.S. Uh, they did sell them here in the Netherlands as well. I remember uh, the ads in the, um, in the toy uh, catalog. Uh, we, we don't have uh, Christmas. Oh, yeah, we do have Christmas over here, but we don't um, uh, celebrate it like you do in the U.S. We have another uh, saint, and it's called, uh, he's called Sinterklaas. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of the same as Santa Claus, but he, you know he, he comes a little bit earlier in the in the month of December, but it's it's the same principle. And every year you have like uh, this catalog from the toy companies. Uh, um, I I can remember that GI Joe Stream was there, and so uh, yeah, there was nothing else you could buy. So I love to get them, but I was actually you know. Um, Getting a bit old. Yeah, to, you're fa you're to, phasing to, out. You're phasing it. out at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't buy him. Uh, I regret it at this point. <laughs> well, but, uh, listen, listen. They're not that expensive. You can find them on eBay. Uh, even, yeah. Even know, with global yeah. shipping, I think they'd still be pretty affordable in uh, mint on card even. Yeah, I, I know. I I I, I did uh, see them. But uh, when I do buy stuff now, I rather complete uh, my vintage GI Joe yeah. uh, missing instead of the GI Joe H3. But uh, you know, you never know. Uh, it might be something uh, up ahead. We, I mean, listen, Rob. Today's episode might ignite a passion for GI Joe Extreme in you that you never knew existed. You might watch this episode and just be like, "I need to release the Extreme. I need to do it." Wow, time will tell. Yeah, I'm not overhyping this at all. Well, <laughs> listeners, today's episode is called Wreckage Revenge. And this, I, every week I say it's a good episode. This is a really great episode because this goes back to those, um, a lot of the ones we got in the first season, which were about the backstories of the bad guys. And this goes back to Wreckage's origin, which if you remember last time we saw him, what we saw was a, a soldier who got hurt in battle, taken into a lab and transformed into like a Frankenstein monster. And that's all we got of the origin. This episode takes that and builds on it and shows us how he got hurt, who he was before he got hurt. And it adds 
all kinds of backstory to this episode. This is the episode I've been praying for since the end of last season when we saw that um, that wreckage and freight were kind of getting along and like they were, you know, like they weren't each other's enemies. And I don't know if you guys remember, I was like, oh, I really hope they revisit that. This is the episode. They apparently did. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, Rob, did you have any did you have any problems following along who the characters were or anything? Well, to be honest, I haven't ever watched an episode of G.I. Joe 3. Oh, we're going in fresh. Yeah, you, you gave me access to all the episodes, and I, I did download one, uh, the first episode of season one, uh, but I didn't watch it. Today, actually, I did uh, let my son watch it because I told him I would be on the podcast uh, later on. Uh-huh. And he asked me, you know, what is G.I. Joe Extreme? And I thought, you know, <laughs> the only thing you can... Uh, you can see it as you if you watch the show. So uh, I had to get some groceries. He stayed in the car and watched the episode. And when I got, got back to the car, he was actually really, really enthusiastic about it. Oh, I love he it. Was, this, this is so cool. I wish it was in Dutch because he's only eight years old. So, uh-huh. you know, English uh, is, is not his best thing. But, you know, he did understand a lot of things that happened and he really enjoyed it. So uh, we'll be watching the, sh- the other episodes together. But that will be cool. But for me, I'm going in completely fresh. I am so excited, very excited, and I, and I love seeing that uh, hearing that your son loves what he saw too. That means I mean a, a big a big part of cartoons obviously is the visuals, but that storytelling aspect of the visuals, you know, where you can get the story across without this without the dialogue. That is huge. A lot of cartoons can do that well. A lot of them don't. You know, there's there's certainly the the best cartoons need both dialogue and, and and action. So I love that he watched it without really understanding what was going on, was able to follow it and dug it. That's great to hear. Yes, yeah. Very cool. Today's file card is on Space Shot, the combat freighter pilot. File name is George A. Roberts. His birthplace is Everett, Massachusetts. He's a grade E4. His primary military specialty is interstellar pilot. Secondary military specialty is combat operations engineer. Space Shot was known throughout the galaxy. The galaxy as a fly-by-night freighter pilot with a rebellious reputation. Blindfolded, he'd fly loads of cargo through the rings of Saturn for fun. The kind of fun most pilots would have nightmares about. Duke knew he couldn't pass up recruiting such a skilled pilot. And after a few hard lessons in military discipline, Space Shot became less of a rebel and more of a hero. He has since defended four space stations from Cobra attacks and makes Cobra Black Star pilots look like flight school trainees. Where to begin with Space Shot? He's got that Han Solo background where he's a space smuggler. But how do the Joes know about this rebellious interstellar smuggler? That's how far G.I. Joe got. Remember, these file cards, we're kind of working backwards now. G.I. Joe has recruiting interstellar astronauts this guy wasn't a military guy that they said here go in our space shuttle this guy was already running a, a, a trucker convoy between stars and then gi joe said we got to have you his helmet is really wild it's got a it's got an odd shape that it flares off the back he's got a pretty cool laser pistol and he's got a big weird clunky backpack his suit has these shoulder has like one side with shoulder like shoulder flare and the other side without shoulder flare and it's um it's it's futuristic and it's good to know that in the future in space 
We need to carry grenades. I'm starting to really love all these weirdos. And so George A. Roberts, who was born in Everett, Massachusetts, who went on to become an interstellar smuggler to then become inducted into the U.S. military after being an interstellar smuggler and creating a reputation for yourself. Space Shot, we salute you. Well, uh, listeners, while you're on the internet following Rob at G.I. Joe Nederland, I need you to go and follow me at Joe and Joe Pod. Now, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're also running a Patreon. You guys can go and be a patron and help support the Joe and Joe Show. It's patreon.com slash Joe and Joe Pod. And, uh, Rob, I'm excited. I officially have in hand. Now, this episode's not going to air for a couple weeks, but uh, I didn't want to really nail it down until I had them in my hand. I have Joe and Joe face masks. I saw it today on Twitter. Yeah, Joe and Joe COVID face masks. So uh, all my patrons are getting face masks. So I'm very excited to be sending those out. There's limited quantities, of course, but um, but yeah, I'm excited. And if they're if they're well received, and uh, maybe we'll make another batch up. But uh, so far, so good. I think they look great, and I'm excited to be wearing them out and have people stare at me. I'm like, why are you wearing your name not only once on your face but twice on your face? So that's. <laughs> And remember, everyone, when you're out there and you're tweeting G.I. Joe and we're sharing stories about uh, trying to find toys at Target and Walmart and all this stuff, hashtag release the extreme and make sure Hasbro knows to not forget about G.I. Joe Extreme. We want to get them to release this show on some type of streaming or format or cleaned up something. So we're not watching an old VHS recording from Appleton, Wisconsin. So listeners get your videos ready those of you who have the bootlegs we're watching episode 10 of season two called wreckage revenge rob are you ready i'm ready all right well here we go i love this opening i think it's a lot of fun it's not as i'll say you know it's not as catchy a tune as traditional, you know, real American hero, but really, what is right? That's that, that's correct. But that it's really <laughs> yeah, you know, it 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 does its job. So uh, as the episode opens, it's Wreckage Revenge. It's written by Steve Englehart. I'm not surprised that it's so good. Steve Englehart is a big time comic book guy. Absolutely, big time comic book guy. Uh, Avengers? Defenders, I want to say. Yeah, Steve Englehart's a great... He did a ton of comic book stuff in the 80s. So, not surprised that this is good. We open with Wreckage. Uh, who, uh, Rob, Wreckage is the guy with the metal hand. The big, the real big mm-hmm. guy, right? The real big guy, yeah. yeah. He's very upset because he's been experimented on over the years to be turned into that, like, monstrous-looking dude. And he's on a video, he's on a Skype call, basically. He's on a Zoom with with, uh, Rampage. And Rampage is, he's kind of like mixed Tomax and Zaymot with Tony Stark and the Incredible Hulk. And so he's he wears a suit of armor and he gets big and green and mean, but he's like the businessman, like this well, Tomax and Zayma. What a good idea! If you so me that's the one now in now yeah, in the right? yeah the guy in the suit, right? Yeah. Later on, I I don't know if he suits up this. I don't know if he suits up this episode, but he's but he's basically plays that role. He's also got a little bit of the role of Destro. And 
listeners, what he's saying is if if wreckage helps him out, he'll with this deal that they've this arms deal they got going down at a quote smugglers dock in Cuba. Um, which I, I love I love the name smugglers dock because like there's a smugglers dock here, then over here there's the regular uh you know legal warehousing dock you know where, where normal trade goods are you know but but do all the illegal stuff over at the smugglers dock uh and they're doing an arms deal and the joe team is there in full force to break it up and but, yeah yeah <laughs> it came out of nowhere they totally did but what what he was gonna real quick for for our listeners at home basically he said you help me and i will tell you more about your origins wreckage because wreckage doesn't have a lot of memory from before he was turned into this monster so that's that's kind of the deal. He's doing this because he wants to know more about himself. Uh, there's Eagle Eye. He just hits wreckage straight up in the chest with a rocket launcher. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. My body heals itself, but I can't you can't hurt me. Yeah, you can't <laughs> hurt him. But here comes Freight. Now this is great because now he's going into this like uh, like a like a flashback basically. And he's remembering another time in his life when he wow. saw freight. So picture. Hey, he's a flashback. Yeah, it's a flashback. So now, Rob, remember? Um, think of, you know what this 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 part of the scene reminds me of? It reminds me of when Larry retold told Snake Eyes' origin. You know, and they were in talking about Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow in Vietnam together. That's the flash. That's the the, the vibes I'm getting on this. You okay? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we're seeing that. Freight worked in a unit with Wreckage, and his name was actually Eric. And Eric, when he was, yeah, and he wasn't a monster then. He was like half the size that he is now, so he wasn't this steroid freak. Certainly, his arm, you know, was normal. And um, so there's a history there, which I really, really like. I like that all the Cuban, the Cuban soldiers, they all do look like Fidel Castro with the hat and stuff. Did you catch that? (laughs) it's so good so what um rob what's your like what did your gi joe collection look like when you were a kid did you get a lot of the toys did you just have a few of them did you you like what what and do you still have them like what was your what was your collecting style like uh well i think i got a, a pretty badass collection when i was a kid uh my main focus in toys was gi joe i also had some and do you have Transformers? Yeah, GI Joe was definitely my favorite. Do you still and do you still have any? Do you still have any of those? About, uh, I have it all. Oh, nice. Do you let your son play with them? Yeah. Well, I used to keep them safe, you know, and and, and little. Uh, zipper bags yeah um and i i got i got my son the more recent stuff like uh, uh from the movie and stuff like that so he could play with that but you know he's really careful when when he plays with the toys yeah so uh last year on his birthday i told him you know my collection is your collection as well so you can play with anything you want uh just as long as when you're ready with playing with them you put them all back in the bags. Nice. Uh, so I, you know, I keep my own of what I have or what I don't have. Yeah. Um, but he can play with anything he likes. Yeah. That's sure. very, that's so, very uh, cool. I love, recently, we picked yeah. up, uh, 
yeah. And we recently we picked up the GI Joe uh, photography together. Uh, so that's a, a, a you know a real nice touch to to play with your son with the same toys. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I like to get the the old school figures out. People like. Yeah, there's a charm. There's a charm about. There's a charm with the old school ones. Um, we've been uh, fast and furiously getting yeah. getting the classified ones, and they look really cool, and I, I do dig them. But you know, there's there's a charm with the old ones that I, I don't think will ever ever be surpassed for me. Um, on the show, we've got Iron Claw and Rampage. Um, they're having a little tête-à-tête. Now, what's neat about this is they are having this conversation about Wreckage's origins in this carved out scar bunker it's reminiscent of the old school cobra bunkers remember like anytime on the sunbow series you'd you'd cut away to cobra's headquarters and it would be carved into like an aztec mountain or a snow-capped thing or something like that that's sort of what they're doing with scar but it's not as i would say this it's not as well done so scars still try to be as cool with their uh, in mountain headquarters as cobra So Freight, who earlier basically said, you remind me of Eric. He's not sure that he is him, but he's got everything about him. I'm pretty sure you're somehow related to Eric, his best friend, who they both grew up in Oakland together, and they went to the military together. But he thinks Eric is dead. So they're going to find out the truth together. so So that's Freight. And now we go back to another uh, flashback here. Are you excited for the upcoming uh, G.I. Joe movie and all that stuff? If, you know, if COVID ever lets us release movies again. What about the enlisted men's club? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Are you excited? was always Yeah. Is he? No. A movie dedicated to him. Wow, man, I just love it. Can't wait. I, me too. I, I actually, I really hope that, uh, I hope they just go VOD with that. I know, you know, it may not make them as much money, but I don't know what's going on with the theaters. Um, but I hope they don't delay it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I would love to see it go VOD just because I want to see it early. But I do want it to be as successful as possible. Um, now, are you guys getting the classified? Yeah. Are you guys getting the classified six inch toys over there yet? No, not until now. Nothing? I don't. I don't think we actually will. No. Are are there plans? You no, know, some of my friends they order they, they order them uh, in the in the U.S. Yeah, and uh, they got them. So this week, uh, one of my friends will come over. And he will he will bring them so I can hold them and and see what they look like in real. Um, but it's pretty expensive. Uh, if you want to order them, I think you will pay about forty dollars. Uh, for each figure, Oof. you know, for transport and forty dollars just taxes. just for shipping. Yeah, for shipping and taxes. Yeah. So oh, that, wow. that's you, really, really, really price a lot. You know, doubles the price actually. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, so that's a a bit of a turn off for me, but um, yeah, I I can only hope and dream that they will that they will definitely release uh, the new GI Joe stuff in the Netherlands. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, yeah, I, don't I, think I, they will. I just hope that they're um, that they're prevalent enough that there's enough going around for everyone to get some. 
Um, we're seeing a lot more. Yeah, we're seeing a lot more flashbacks here, and we saw the, the, the two friends get into a bar brawl, and now we're seeing that um, that wreckage is remembering. He's remembering things like like they do in a lot of the um, you know like the stories where people have you know head trauma, where it's like they remember it. He remembers it one way, but the reality is this. So Freight was told that that he was dead. But he he remembers it that he was abandoned, but he wasn't abandoned. What he's remembering is what they told him, they being um, Ironclaw. We're now halfway into the episode. Yeah. And I, I I really like it actually. Good. I think it's cool. Yeah, what do you yeah. think of what do you think of the art style? You're an artist yourself. What do you think of the art style? Well, I already heard it uh, a couple of times before, you know, the they use a lot of black in the in the series. Mm-hmm. Activate hormone nice. stimulator. Mm-hmm. It's probably too obscure. Uh, the, the the lack of, of, of money put into the series. Yeah. But it, it it works. It works like hell. It's really great. It really does, and I think they make a lot of cool stylistic choices here. Um, one, all these flashbacks being this like sepia tone look to it which is great yeah. uh we just great. we yeah. just saw that scene with the scalpel um where we saw actually wreckage being transformed into wreckage for the first time that whole the way they framed that was great you know with the the focus going in and out on the scalpel and then the, the quote doctor's face but we all know that that's iron claw from the his previous origin episode so now these two are um they're in this this village that they were at years ago and they find two dudes. Yeah, look at, yeah. Did you see that? You know, it was the opposite. It's yeah. Kind of black, you know. It's like white. Wow. Yeah, it's like it. it's like the negative effect. Yeah. So we got two dudes who look just yeah. like wreckage. They have cyber arms, and they're they're like Frankenstein, like he is. They've got the scars on their faces and stuff. So it's almost like they were test subjects for the you know what, what you would call the wreckage program. I do think it's really funny that like. It seems to be the common thread here is this metal arm. Like somehow the metal arm. You remember? You ever? Well, did you ever play that? Uh, How are we feeling today? That, that, that old video game, Bionic Commando. Been part of an important military. Ex- I, I did hear the name, but I never played it. So. Yeah, but if you if, if you remember it, it's an old school one. They released one on PS4, I think. But it's where literally the power is. You have a bionic arm, and that's your that's your big drawing. You know, your drawing point. And that seems to be the thing, the catalyst here for this whole procedure. It's like, we can't make you a giant steroid monster unless we also give you a metal arm, which jives with the previous episode when they were going to put a metal arm on freight. If you remember, well, you'll see it when you get to it. But listeners, if you remember that, that was the big thing. Remember, they were going to uh, they were going to graft that metal arm on freight, even though there was nothing wrong with freight's arm. He didn't need a metal arm. It's not like he had a prosthetic and I think it's absolutely charmingly ridiculous that that's the crux of this, whatever this, you know, operation is. It's all centers around giving people metal arms. He became a, <laughs> he became a man with a skull face. But they, they, they also all have like this operating procedure on their hands yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they do. It's, you know what, it's funny. It's kind of like, how Larry Hama uses um, uh, uses the brainwave scanner in his comics. 
You know what I mean? Like this this MacGuffin yeah. MacGuffin science thing that gets applied in a lot of different places and just keeps going everywhere. That's apparently the bionic arm in the G.I. Joe Extreme Universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so these soldiers, these other guys, they were experimented on in this village and they were basically left there to forage for themselves for who knows how many years it's been since they've been uh, abandoned by the military that did it to them. So it's kind of like... um. It's like they were all part of the secret soldier serum program and, you know, Captain America, and they were abandoned. And Wreckage apparently was the successful one. I know you didn't mean that, uh -oh. Eric. See, Freight's calling him Eric. Now they're going to fight. And Wreckage. Oh, wow. That's a. It's awesome. So this is basically two monsters just because they're just the biggest people in the world just fighting each other. Oh, there's that bionic metal hand. So, who was your favorite GI Joe, Rob? Well, to be honest, it wasn't the GI Joe; it was a Cobra. Even better. Yeah, it was Major Blood. Oh, yeah, for because of his poetry. No, <laughs> <What laughs> we're, we're going. We're going. We're going to commercial. We're going to be right back. Listeners, I know what you need in your life. You need more podcasts, and you also love movies. So why not do a podcast that's about not, not one movie, it's about not two movies, it's about three movies and a meal. I'm talking the movies and a meal podcast. This show is great. It's brought to you by Keith, Brad, and Ben, and each week they bring a new movie to the table, which they all discuss as a group. And it's not, you know, your highfalutin movies, it's... What We Do in the Shadows, The Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and Out of Sight. You know, it's Bad Education, Ghost Rider, and A View to a Kill. It's X-Men Last Stand, Queen Sugar, The Mandalorian, and Major League Two. They are a lot of fun to listen to. You guys know Ben. It's our friend Ben Penserga. He was a guest on Joe and Joe. In fact, Ben was the very first remote guest that I ever had on this podcast, so he's always got a special place in my heart. I'm really digging this. I, I just started listening to it last week. It is a lot of fun. They bring a guest in, the guest, uh, I, I listened to their Heathers episode. They they were joined by Kelly, and she went in-depth on her favorite movie, which was Heathers, and it made me want to go watch Heathers to watch with them. I really dig it. So, guys, find them out there, at Movies and a Meal, Twitter, Instagram. Their website is moviesandameal.podbean.com. They put out one episode a week. Give them a listen, guys. Support them. Let them know Joe on Joe sent you. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. It is quite entertaining. And now back to the show. Yeah, so it's all about Major Blood's poetry, right? And I get it. I get it. That's great. What what about him uh what about him was appealing to you? Did you fall in love with him in the comic or the figure first? Or? Are you okay? Uh I did see him in a comic, and the actual figure was not available in the Netherlands. It was in the UK, but not in the Netherlands. So it was like this 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 thing you want but you can't get. And uh, yeah, the, the way he looked with his with his helmet on, it was really like this this militaristic uh, villain, you know, with his eye patch. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, he looked so badass to me. So uh, yeah, that's the one I liked then, and that's the one I still like the best. Awesome. Now here's the here's the eternal major blood question that we've we've always had because when I you can hear it at some point early on early when we started recording this. 
I never realized when I was a kid that his right arm had metal. I, I, I knew it had metal on it, but I didn't understand what it was. Did you th- did you think that it was? Do you fall in the like? Do you fall in the camp that it's a it's a bionic arm, or is he just wearing some kind of like prosthetic device, like to cover a normal arm? Uh, I know for sure uh, it's a bionic arm, and I think we'll get back to that later on. So, are you trying to say that Major Blood possibly? was part of the wreckage bionic arm program is that what you're saying well he might because i didn't put that together until literally right now but yeah major blood had a bionic arm yeah yeah i never realized that when i was a kid i really didn't i just thought it was like a you know funny armor protection on his arm so did i yeah and i know on some of the later uh some of the later cartoons they show him they show him getting a bionic arm but then there's some cartoons that he doesn't definitely does not have a bionic arm like he has a normal arm so it's always uh it's always my major my major blood question so wreckage has found iron claw and he is uh not being kind to him iron claw looks really good in this episode by the way his the colors really pop on him i don't I don't know. I, maybe it's just the quality, literally the quality of the VHS recording. But I think Iron Claw looks great. He does. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you find yourself getting uh, like how often do you rep- like get some of these older figures, or how or how complete is your older collection? Like, do you, do you spend a lot of time on it, or do you get like a new figure every few months or something like that? Well, it, it, it goes on and off, you know. Sometimes I buy a lot, uh, and, and, and there might be some figures in there that I mi- I'm missing, so mm, right. I can complete my collection, and the rest is going uh, to my son. Oh, great. And um, sometimes I buy just one figure, but there also are sometimes uh, months go by that I don't buy anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it, uh, it depends uh, on what I feel like. Sometimes, you know, I'm really into buying something and uh, the other times I, you know, I just have to be, I'm not in a hurry to complete something. Right. Uh, I do, I do would like to complete the, the earlier years, like from uh, 82 until uh, let's say 88. Uh, that, that's my main focus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there are some years that I, I'm pretty, pretty complete, you know, just missing a, uh, a couple of figures mm-hmm. or a few accessories, uh, but, uh, like 87, you know, I'm pretty complete with that one. And uh, 86 as well. I like, um, I, that's one of the things I like about collecting specific older stuff where you can, you can, you know, you, like if you're collecting newer stuff, they can always come out with more new stuff. You know what I mean? And and everyone's rushing to get it. Like you, you said it earlier where there's no rush for you. You know, where no, so it's like you know that there's this set pool of things that you're going to eventually get, so you're going to get them. I've treated, um, for me, I'm you know I'm a bigger comic book guy than I am anything else, and I've treated my X Men collection that way. And over the years, uh, I've winnowed it down to I believe I only have two or three issues of of X Men uh, post you know from the Claremont era you know from '94 up. I need like two or three issues at all period 
and it's because I've been in no rush, you know, like I get one or two a year, you know, I pay good prices for some of the older ones and I get them in nice condition, but I'm like, you know, they're not going anywhere and I'm not going anywhere. So just take my time. Like there's no mad rush to get it. I like that part of the collecting. That's what I like to, you know, if you're, if you're in a rush, then you pay the price. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Right. Exactly. Cause that's when you, when you have that real quick, uh, they drove iron claw away wreckage and freight are friends again wreckage seems to have his memories back so now i'm gonna say we have three episodes left is there a chance that we're gonna get like a, a wreckage hanging out with the gi joe team episode i feel like that's a lot to ask in only three episodes but i'm absolutely in love with the character growth they gave him this episode this is really really solid um yeah i i do I, with collecting i like the long game there where you can wait, you can you cannot be in a rush. Um, even when books get hot, you know that eventually they're going to come back down to earth. You know, so why why rush and get you know spent overspend for it just to get you know something now because you need it now. You know, um, yeah, that's kind of that's my that's my collector one on one on that. Just to play the long game, and I think it'll be more satisfying for you. Well, Rob. On this show, I love to ask my guests if you could be a member of the Joe or Culver team or Extreme team or Scar, who would you be, uh, and like what would your what would your specialty be, and then we'll come up with a code name for you. So, what would you specialize in, and and what team would you be on? What do you think, Rob? Well, I have to be honest. I would be on the Cobra team. Yeah. And since my name is uh, Rob. Arts, you know, my last name is Arts, and it means doctor in uh, in Dutch. So I would be uh, Doctor Blood, uh, the mad scientist uncle of Major Blood, who <laughs> gave him bionic arm. Nice, I love it. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I love it, Doctor Blood. Yeah. Welcome to, welcome to the Joe and Joe Extreme team. That's great. <laughs> Dr. Blood. Oh, man. And you're his uncle. I love it. You gave him the arm. That's that's what you said earlier. You said, hold on, wait for it. That's what you were talking about earlier. I was like, wait, what are we, what are we waiting for here? That's exactly it. Oh, I love it. Rob, welcome to the team, Dr. Blood. That's exciting. Thank you very much. So what did you think? I know, you know, we, we talk over it a little bit, so it's a little hard to follow everything, but what did you think of your first episode of uh, G.I. Joe Extreme? It was really, really, really cool. Way better than I expected. You know, I it was like something from the Dark Ages, from uh, from G.I. Joe. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I never really uh, searched for anything uh, online, for the episodes or something. But I missed out on a lot. That that's for sure. Uh, so I'll be, I'm glad I can watch all the other episodes, the old ones, together with my son. Uh, I'm sure it will be a blast. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. And that's because as a guest, I'm giving you full access to my Google Drive with all of these episodes downloadable and watchable. I've only got three episodes left, guys. If you yeah. want to be a guest on the show, jump in. I got a there's a couple feelers out there right now, but send me an email to joeandjoepod at gmail .com. But more importantly, though. Why wait for me to send you the link? Let's bug Hasbro with hashtag release the extreme. Let's get Hasbro and G.I. Joe official to release these episodes on, on like online, on streaming, on YouTube, somewhere. 
so the world can see that these are really, really good. I dug this episode a lot. Uh, I've, I'm on record saying Freight's my favorite Joe character, and I, I've kind of really like Wreckage a lot too on the on the uh, Scar side. So this is this is fabulous, and I really enjoyed having you on, Rob. This was great chatting with you and getting to know you. Thank you, thank you very much. It was great to be here. Yeah, man. Well, we appreciate you uh, keeping the GI Joe dream alive over there in the Netherlands. Are there? Do you have a lot? Of, do you have like any any local, any other like big GI Joe guys local that you're friends with, or is it all remote for you? Uh, well, actually, here in the neighborhood, in the, around Nijmegen, we have like four people collecting GI Joe. What? And yeah, that that's massive for that's, for the for yeah, the that's awesome. Yeah, it's a real small community over here. Uh, like perhaps like 20 people uh, that are uh, online regularly. We have a website over here. Yeah, give a shout. Uh, let's give that website a shout out. Yeah, the website is called gijoe.nl, like NL from the Netherlands. And um, there, there is a forum connected to it. So, uh, you know, we hang out over there. And uh, like I said, you know, four local people collecting GI Joe, so that's massive. Yeah. And uh, uh, the the owner of the website, Marcel, uh, you know, he, he comes by regularly, and um, we uh, operate the site uh, together. So he does the, the complete website, and I manage the um, the magazine. You know, uh, what I do over there is I uh, I post links to. Uh, podcasts and YouTube videos or even sometimes uh, Twitter messages or any other news you know surrounding GI Joe uh, for example on the new movie or the classified series or the new retro line and stuff like that um, so you know that way uh, I'm uh, pretty up to date on what's going on and um, yeah, no, yeah it, it's just cool you know it's a completely new website we relaunched it uh, like a month ago and uh, there's a real big archive uh, dedicated to the gi joe toys that were released in uh, the netherlands and in belgium so uh we tried to, to make it complete you know with uh, pictures of the packages you know in, in dutch language or in dutch french because that's for belgium um and you know it's it's getting bigger and bigger every month. You know, people still uh, uh, sending us new pictures of, of things we are missing and stuff like that. So it's it's becoming a real great website. Yeah, it's cool. That's awesome. I love hearing that, Rob. That is so cool. So shout out to those guys. Hello, and hope you guys. Uh, uh, thanks for listening to this show. It's and, and welcome aboard, man. I love it. You're doing the good work, Rob. I appreciate it so much. And thank you thank personally. You, thank, you thank you personally for helping uh, be on the show and contribute to Joe and Joe. Well, it was completely my pleasure. You know, I've been listening to the uh, a couple of uh, your recent podcasts on via your stream when I was working. You know, uh, putting my headset on, mm-hmm. listening to the podcast, and it was just great. You know, I, lo- I love hearing it. So when you told people, you know, you can be on the show, uh, I connect. Now we're here, so Fabulous. Here. Now we're here, and now we're listeners. We're in your ears. So thank you all so much for joining us again this week. Remember, release the extreme. Rob Arts, or should I say Dr. Blood, thanks for being on Joe and Joe Extreme. <laughs> and, and now you, Joe. And Joeing is half the battle. 
Extreme!